This time on Kawhi Fi Radio, Tiffa gets something raunchy from a Crunchyroll mystery bag. Thanks, Crunchyroll. <laughs> I was going to say, and you got that in a box which anyone of any age could buy. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Princess Mononoke gets a Aussie twist. Sam and Thingo. Ashi Taka? No, it's Thingo. <laughs> Ashi Thingo. <laughs> and we talk about unexpected romances. I bet you Bullet Train is going to have a romance subplot. I don't know with who, though. <laughs> the train. <laughs> now that would be interesting. <laughs> I can't quit you. (laughs) I can't quit riding bullet trains. Oh my god. Tetsuo! It's over 9,000! Configure the language logic interface for Japanese. Wi Fi. Wi Fi. you are and welcome you tuned in to Kawaii Fi Radio, the podcast we dive in the world of anime and manga. I'm Kyle and joining me are my co-hosts Tifa and Kenny. How's hey, everyone hello. doing? Yeah, it's surviving. Yeah, yeah surviving. Surviving. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we, we will uh, we'll j- talk about why Tifa is just surviving in a little while because... Uh, <laughs> She's had a very, very busy week, yep. <laughs> but we are talking about Princess Mononoke, the wonderful Ghibli film, which is now at its 25th anniversary, which is, as I mentioned in the YouTube video, wild to think that it's been 25 years since this came out and it mm-hmm. is still incredibly relevant mm-hmm. today. Now, if you are new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, we've got monthly anime videos and interviews on the YouTube channel as well, and uh, all of our social media stuff where we share anime news. But let's get stuck in because there's been a lot to talk about in the new season, mm. and we're going to ignore most of that. Yes. <laughs> because we've been looking into, well, we do have something from the new season to talk about, but we also have been looking into some interesting manga and something from the back catalogue. Kawaii Fi Radio. I have no idea how old I am or where I came from. Daddy! Hey, guys! I gotta go! I just... I have to know! Hooray! I did that thing! Oni-chan, nani wo What we're watching. Alrighty. So... Kenny. Hello. You've been reading. Yes. I'm literate. <laughs> I'm very concerned by that prospect. What? No. <laughs> I've known you're literate for a long time, my friend. Um, uh, you've just seen some of the weirdest stuff I read. Uh, I'm sitting there going, has been reading the Necronomicon Nom Nom again or something like that? Like the, what is it? The, recipes. The, it does. <laughs> it's like, if you would like fair to enough, know how to enough. make a Cthulhu cake, it's got you covered. Delicious. Tentacles and all. <laughs> but uh, no, I've been... Uh, I've been moving away from the black occult arts and cookery, and I've been reading uh, Roaming the Apocalypse with my Shiba Inu. <laughs> it sounds fantastic, it's fantastic. <laughs> It's adorable. It's a four-coma kind of just gag manga. Mm-hmm. And while it should be like a very, very dark subject matter, like uh, this girl and her talking Shiba Inu Love that. are the only <laughs> sentient things seemingly left on Earth. I, I do wonder if... Like the dog is actually talking, or if she's just mad. We've, yeah, we've like seen an anime it, yeah. where that happened before the uh, school live club, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was uh, you saw that one then as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was shovels. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, roaming the apocalypse with my Shiba is. It's dumb and adorable, mm. and I can already hear the girl that voiced Aqua doing the voice of the Shiba Aww. Inu in like oh, an animated version. That's I good. could honestly see this becoming an anime pretty soon. So this is a four coma, so four mm. panel gag. Is there many pages per chapter, or is it just like one page and that's it for a while? Uh, oh no, there's like many many pages. Uh, I think there's a good like twenty or so chapters now. Oh wow, okay. it's okay, like yeah. Yeah, it's like the there's a full like manga there for you to like explore mm. and enjoy if you feel so inclined. But um no, this is just something like I should I was sitting at my computer going, All right, I should actually uh start watching something for the podcast so I've got something to talk about <laughs> and then I just start flicking through and like the there's a there's a comic on uh, Nine Gag. <laughs> it's an adorable Shiba Inu talking to a woman. Now. Perfect. I oh. wanna know more. Well, and then the, I completely the... just t- avoided watching anime for a week. <laughs> so the uh, English title, official English title, is Doomsday with My Dog, which is definitely not as cool as Roaming the Apocalypse yeah. with my Shiba Inu. Um, it has got, um, the first volume came out in English in, uh, is due for release, official release in 
English this December. Oh, wow. Um, we have got ooh, three volumes released so far, and I do wonder if that's where it has ended. No, no, it's still continuing. I think mm. there's just been a delay. So uh, 2018, 2019, 2020. Yeah, I make no admissions for why I read it. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, you, as you said, you saw it on 9gag. Like, you're like, well, I'm going to look into this. Yeah, that, that's, that's the full story. Wait, <laughs> there's, there's an anime... What? Is there? It's going to be released on YouTube in quarter oh. three of 2022. Sentai has licensed it. Oh. So it's an original net anime adaptation. Oh it was announced in June this year. We must have just missed that with all the stuff that came out from yeah. Anime Expo. Um, it is animated by DLE and it's directed by Sorosora Tanigawa. It's going to be quarter three, so uh, that's do we, ha- do we have a cast season. list for it yet? We've only we've got two <laughs> voices listed. Um, oh, 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 oh. Maya Uchida is going to voice the master, and Mutsumi Tamura is going to voice the dog. Mutsumi Tamura, who, who is so this? Maya Uchida is best known for Norman in Promised Netherland, oh. Rika Takanashi in Love Chunibyo and Other Delusions. Ranko Kaguya in Idolmaster and uh, Liluka Ade in Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Oh. The dog is going to be voiced by. Holy cow, she's done a lot. She has done a lot. A lot of older. No, okay. not older stuff. 2007 onwards. Um, I see Tales of the Abyss in her yeah. filmography. <laughs> yep. Um, Samurai Harem. <laughs> Clannard After Story, just some random uh. boy. Um, <laughs> literally, that's what's Got to start somewhere. A boy Couch in episode 15. Nice. <laughs> Let, let's, let's go all the way to something Ooh, a bit Tiger more Tiger and Bunny. Oh. Um, she's As also been in Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon. Hey, Naruto Shippuden. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's Kobayashi from Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Oh, no way. There you go. So there we go. Huh. Um, there's a lot. Actually, there's a lot in her thing here too. Who's she in Naruto? Uh, young <laughs> Kakashi. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. She was Lux in Ascendance of a Bookworm oh. as well. Oh, cool. So yeah, there's a lot. And she's in uh, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer this season. Oh, my God. Tayo Akane. <laughs> I, look, what a title. I know. That was something else. It, it's something else and it's not great. <laughs> no, no offense to those who are enjoying it. I just... I did not enjoy. Um, okay, let's move on from my or- awful opinions. Um, <laughs> Tifa, you have been watching something that you got in a mystery bag from Crunchyroll. Where'd you find yes. the time? Look, I <laughs> when I went to Smash, I got a um, $50 Crunchyroll mystery bag. And one of the things I found in it was the full set Blu-ray of a anime called Hensuki. The actual Japanese title is very, very long. Um, <laughs> Are you willing to fall in love with a pervert as long as she's a cutie? It was yes. the English translation, uh, I believe. And I, I, I realised that um, I've actually seen this anime before when mm. I started trying to rewatch it as well because, you know, you're on a plane, you're coming home, you need something to do, might as well mm-hmm. watch something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is a very interesting one to say the least and funnily enough it's rated pg it is not uh, rated pg it is rated pg what the blu-ray does not say pg on it oh the the blu-ray says ma15 plus oh so that's interesting yeah online it says pg okay so um, maybe the now i'm a little intrigued can you give us a kind of a brief elevator pitch what's the story so um the main character let me i forgot what his name is because I don't really care about what his name is. He's just, you know... The, He's just the vehicle. Sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the main character finds a pair of... Well, doesn't find. He gets a letter and a pair of panties with this letter. And he has, to try and, he has to try and find out who these panties belong to based on the clues in this letter. And it's supposed <laughs> to kind of be a weird parody off of like, oh, Cinderella left and left a shoe behind. That's literally on the blurb of the Blu-ray. Not joking. It's literally if Cinderella left panties instead of a slipper. Um, <laughs> or it's like a murder mystery, but it's really weird. Oh, um, Japan. And, <laughs> and as he goes around trying to figure out who might have left these, he finds out that all these different girls 
girls that go to his school have different weird fetishes, making it more difficult to figure out who the panties actually belong to because everyone's a freaking pervert and this guy's like, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Is this sort of of like a Comey can't communicate situation where it's like a special school where everyone has quirks, but it's just that they've rounded up all the pervies. A mysterious love letter winds up in Keiki's locker with a pair of white panties. Will he be able to find the panty-leaving Cinderella? No. Yeah, see, literally, literally. Cue the Sherlock theme. <laughs> and it is PG-13, PG-14, TV-14 in America. I think it's an Australian, it's Australian, Australian MA. Plus. Yeah, because our ratings are a bit more harsh than the US. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's rated as uh, PG online, which is hilarious. It should not it should be not rated be. PG. As someone that has seen this, it should probably not be rated PG. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe like M. I guess that's what PG-13 is, but probably yeah. still a little higher, I think. I, I think you're right. I, th- I think 15 <laughs> is probably the... Considering like it, it's quite like um, sexual, obviously, as well. That's like mm. the whole point is they're trying to get as close to... Um, H as possible without. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. There's yeah. one of those each season these days. There yeah, is. Yeah. There is. Yeah. And uh, Thanks, you got. Roll. I was going to say, <laughs> and you got that in a box which anyone of any age could buy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's inappropriate. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Crunchyroll, bro. <laughs> we need Can to you talk. imagine just like a five-year-old or something, like a child, and they get yeah. their parents buy the mystery box for them? Yeah. <laughs> mystery box. Oh, How? No. About mm, lawsuit. <laughs> oh, surprise <okay>. lawsuit. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's move on to talk about something from this season. Isekai Oji-san, Uncle mm. from Another World. This is a Netflix series that oh, is no. out at the moment. No, no, this is good. This is very good. <laughs> so you remember how we had the samurai house husband? Oh, way of the house husband. Way yeah. of the house husband. Yeah, um, Yakuza, not Samurai. Yeah. <laughs> very different very, things. Very, very different. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had that and the animation was almost like a moving manga and it really yeah. upset people. Yeah. Think that same art style but animated properly. Okay. okay. That's basically what Isekai Oji-san is. Um, and it's the story about an uncle who was isekai away when he was 17. He was in a traffic accident but his body has remained in a coma. And he has returned and woken up 17 years later at 34 and his nephew, who is now an adult, has come to look after him because neither of them are in touch with the family anymore. So he moves mm. in with him. However, Uncle did actually go on a magical adventure and has returned and can do magic. Yeah, that's the aspect I think is most interesting, Yeah, right? What kind of uh, magic can he do? Mm. Like, you uh, name it. He can fly. He can set things on fire. <laughs> There's no boundaries? There's no boundaries. Oh, my God. Um, and it's hilarious because they decide to utilize that on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. Um, there's like, you know how like in um, D&D you'll get like, you know, a bag of holding and uh, you can just keep yeah. putting things in? Well, he's got like a zero space bag of holding and they use that to pass a sword through him without him dying and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, and then obviously everyone in the YouTube comments going, oh, I can tell it's fake. <laughs> this is, I mean, you're that's not so wrong. funny though. Oh, I'm right. not going to lie. <laughs> but he's obsessed with um, Seager, particularly the Saturn, mm. which would have um, been out when he came out. And he's had to come to terms with the fact that Sega doesn't make consoles anymore and that his favourite RPG fighter game from it um, didn't even rank in the top 100 best Saturn games. <laughs> like The number one game was a port from another console. He was like, oh that's just not fair. Um, <laughs> but um, we've gotten two, three episodes in. And by this point, the nephew's long, uh, his old childhood friend has shown up and she's brilliant. That's good. Like, (laughs) she's a really good addition to it because, like, oh, and the uncle basically had multiple, when he was in the other world, everyone called him ugly. Like, he was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, always ugly. But there was an elf girl who always troubled him. She was 100% a Cinderella and he, <laughs> um, he's he been isekai before the term Cinderella was coined. Oh, yes. I remember <laughs> we were talking about this. Yes. So the, the nephew's just it's like, amazing. oh, my God, he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand that she loved him, <laughs> you know. And oh, he's like, you? Oh, and then no. there's a great thing and he goes, wait, Neon Genesis happened before Grand, uh, Uncle went away. 
do you remember Oscar in Neon Genesis? And he went, oh man, did you know she was in love with Kaji? And everyone's just like, oh no, <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> There's so many references and they've been, they've licensed um, music from Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, that's great. Um, and all these other things so they can use it. And it sounds like it's been written brilliantly. Like it has it a is. real understanding for the old kind of geek culture. It really does. And okay, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, on board with this. You, you definitely need to check it out. I did just have a look at the director and apparently he directed a couple of episodes of Sword Art Online oh. and mm. also Tulling in the Franks. Okay. <laughs> and I thought this was quite interesting um, in looking at like isekais and stuff like that as well, especially as someone who mm. worked on Sword Art Online, which is probably one of the most well-known I mean, isekais well, in a way. It's... I, I, yeah, I, I, I get what you mean, though. Yeah, I'd say yeah. it's one of the big famous ones. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not really an isekai because the rule for isekai is that it's, you can't return realistically. I think I think there's definitely debate on that. Yeah. yeah. Like, But, I mean, they were transported to another world regardless of the fact that they logged into it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, isekai is one of those genres where the lines are so blurry now. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's hard to it's hard to know, but um, it's also one of the things I found really funny about it is op- its opening has no right being as good as it is. Oh really? And they've used Sega Saturn graphics to animate the main guy. Oh the my god! Uncle. Nice. So he's oh dancing around in like Virtua Fighter style graphics, oh my god. and you're just like, Amazing. okay. Um, I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. I, <laughs> all right, I am very sufficiently talked into it. Yes. Um, watch it on Netflix. Worldwide, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't want to. You don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to. Netflix lost like a million subscribers in the past, I think it was six months, 12 yeah. months. Oh, jeez. Um, Is that because well, of the sharing? Like, no, oh, no. Okay. They they just they were expecting to lose more, actually. They were oh. expecting to lose two million. I think they lost like okay. I think uh, everyone came back thousand. for Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, no, that I mean, they've still got like over 200 million subscribers worldwide, which is mind-boggling mm-hmm. but um especially i, I th- this is going well off the topic but <laughs> i do not like the fact that they're heading towards the ad revenue mm-hmm. stream yeah. like i understand why they're doing it but guys if you've got 200 million um subscribers each of them's paying at least ten dollars and we've got those who are on the higher plans yeah, that's 2.2 billion dollars yeah. a year Instead, they need to start doing what Apple TV is doing, which is, you know, create high quality shows mm. and only a few of them instead of throwing too yeah. much out there. Yeah. And then just li- license everything else. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the way to do it. But look, we'll see. I mean, that it's it's Netflix. They'll do Netflix do what Netflix <laughs> if do. If someone from Netflix is listening, please take our advice and then give us a show. Give us a show. Give okay. us a show. <laughs> I have ideas. The big kawaii house. <laughs> Put us in a house. You must make content to survive. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's like a terrace house styled house in Japan. Oh. It has to be in Japan. I actually Japan. like that show. It's like Love wholesome big brother. It's so good. It's like it an is. actual wholesome, good, interesting big brother with yes. interesting people. Mm. So not big brother. Yes. Yeah. 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 Also, that's one of the things I found really fascinating about terrace house is mm. the fact that there's not like people get evicted it's just you're here for this amount of time and you know enjoy just enjoy you've now yeah. got a really nice place to live for the next three four months whatever yeah. it might be. <laughs> kind of reminds me of how i introduce uh euro camp to everyone it's just like i will tell you the story is about these high school girls that go camping alone in the japanese wilderness without any contact with the outside world and they cook and yeah that that, that that's, that's it, it. <laughs> that's it nothing awful happens they have a wonderful time and then they go home and it's all good. And then you do it again. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you're sort of talking it up the same way for uh, Terrace mm. House. It's just like, these contestants will be locked inside a house, except they have the key. And they can leave at any time yeah, they, they, and go to work and just yeah. do normal things. And they get a, they get to use the car. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, they go to a nice you. restaurant. But there but, is there is some drama in some oh. of those episodes of Terrace House. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like genuinely, some of, the, some of the people are not quite what they seem, but the no. majority of the people are just really One lovely. One of them is the mole. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that show? <laughs> it only lasted one season and only here in Australia. So all of our international fans are like, what the heck? Oh, no, no. There were like two like very good seasons and then the third one just sort of like... Oh. And then mm. they tried to bring it back and it was just... 
Oh, it went down well, I mean, like Big a Big Brother sequel. has been on every single commercial <laughs> channel in Australia now. Oh, so, yeah. like... Yeah, it just gets handballed around. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's an international one. It's like, um, you know, selling a program to someone yeah. and then they go, you can... It's like using Donald Trump's name. <laughs> you have to pay a licensing fee to use the name, but you have to do everything else. Well, well oh we've God. said it like twice now. Do we have to pay him something? No. Oh, good. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sue us, I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> Wi-Fi Radio. It's a bathhouse for the spirits. Totoro came back, Dad. I saw it. It's Laputa, a floating island. Miyazaki! Yay. We don't get to use this sting often enough, do we? (laughs) So, Princess Mononoke. It's okay. (laughs) I wash your mouth up with soap. (laughs) I am, of course, kidding. So, Mononoke was a 1997 film. We went and saw it last night at the wonderful Lunar Cinemas here in Leederville. There is always just something about seeing an anime on the big screen with a big crowd of people. Especially something that's kind of like traditionally made as well Mm. and hand-painted and drawn Mm. and things like that. You see those aspects. uh, It's like from an older form of cinema where they knew how to play with silence. Yes. Yeah, that was just... Oh, oh, there are just times, there are moments in this where there is absolutely no sound. Mm. And being in like a big crowded theatre with everyone, it's almost church-like. I Uh, love it. Yes. It was really fascinating how many people from older generations were there as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they were just Lunar members who were like, this sounds interesting, let's go Mm. check it out. Or if they were like, you know... Elder weebs, <laughs> if you will. But, um, the great elder weebs. <laughs> gives our respects. So, Princess Mononoke, this is... Oh, man, the origin for this is amazing. Mm. So, this actually... The f- idea came in the 1970s. Miyazaki drew a couple of sketches of a film about a princess living in the woods with a beast. And then he didn't actually start plotting out the storyboards until 1994. And... The original sketch and idea he had has elements of uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, mm. Totoro, and all these other ones in it. There's actually a coloring book where it's it's called Princess Mononoke, and it's her with a weird amalgamation of Totoro and the cat bus. <laughs> and it's a picture book. So this was almost like very, very chill and comfy. Yeah, almost. Yeah, there <laughs> almost. is, um, I think, at Supernova, one of the booths, I think it was QBD or something, was selling mm. one of the... Um, Princess Mononoke, like the original sketches and all mm. that kind of stuff and the original storyboard, which was really mm. cool to see in comparison to the actual film. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's this is a film which just has stood the test of time. Mm. Like, uh, yeah. two million percent. Like, it's so relevant now Yeah, <laughs> with everything that's going on. And yeah. it's, it's crazy to think so. So if you haven't seen the film, the story is such, while protecting his village from a rampaging boar god, the young warrior Ashitaka becomes afflicted with a deadly curse. To find the cure that will save his life, he journeys deep into the sacred depths of the great forest spirit's realm, where he meets San, Princess Mononoke. And we'll come to that in a minute, because it's not her name, it's a title. A girl raised by wolves. It's not long before Ashitaka is caught in the middle of a battle between iron ore prospecting humans and the forest dwellers. He must summon the spirit powers and all of his courage to stop man and nature from destroying one another. Now... Princess Mononoke. Mononoke is actually a... Uh, what, what does it mean? It's a... Like monster or beast. Yes. Yeah. Not a name. A general term for a spirit or monster in yeah. Japanese uh, traditional storytelling. Mm-hmm. And um, you will hear other characters say Mononoke in regards to the mm-hmm. forest gods and spirits. Yes. Um, yeah. If you're watching it in the Japanese mm-hmm. version. Um, and yeah, so she is the princess of the mm-hmm. Mononoke's, if that makes sense. So it's not her name, it's a title. Um, because I remember, like, you have a look online and some of the reviews are like, Princess Mononoke did this, Princess Mononoke did that. It's <laughs> you like, can tell they're not really paying attention to the yeah, film. Like. Yeah, and it's like, you didn't follow that at all, did you? <laughs> the other reason why they call her that is because obviously the people in the villages and all that stuff don't know her name because mm-hmm. she doesn't speak to them, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, and, and, you know, roaming around with a couple of wolves. Yeah. <laughs> that, that giant wolves. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, if you haven't seen this and you're considering watching the dub... The Honestly, d- the dub is quite good. Yeah, cool. I think the dub is not bad. It was scripted by Neil Gaiman. 
Hey. Oh. Yep, I like him. Yep. Uh, contains additional voices in there as well to explain, you know, parts of Japanese culture to Western audiences, something we rarely see in modern uh, anime. That's They're just trying to adapt it, which I mentioned in our video mm. as well. Um, Billy Crudup and Claire Danes voiced yeah. Ashitaka and San. There's also Billy Bob Thornton, Minnie Driver, John DiMaggio, Gillian Anderson, and Jada Pinkett Smith like, in the rest of the cast. These are all yeah. like pretty big names yeah. in Hollywood that mm. were like cast for this. Mm. I believe that was all uh, voice. Um, Disney was in charge of that. Miramax. Miramax. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was before Disney kind of yeah. got big onto I think it. Disney was like spirited away type of. Yeah, yeah that's that so definitely out. later. So yeah. Four, yeah. four years later. Yeah. Look, I love this film. Mm. And to be honest, and you know this, I didn't actually see it till about five, six years ago for the first time. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. So it, it really just kind of hit a chord with me when I first mm. watched it. And it's. Just beautiful. Like the soundtrack, the way all the characters, you know, interact as well. It's It's that it feels like a fleshed out world as well. Mm. There's the whole, there's mythology that is known about the Mm. different, like the gods that dwell in the woods and like uh, all the spirits and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's some idea that this is stuff that is established Mm. and has been discovered already, but never fully, you know, explored. You know, the gods keep to their realm, the humans keep to theirs Mm. Mm -hmm. until um, this Iron Town comes about and starts encroaching into nature. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, um, the villainess. Lady uh, Eboshi. Lady Eboshi, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't even, like, think that she's what you'd call a purely evil kind of antagonist. I think that's Mm. what's great about this film as well, Mm. is that every character has good and bad to them as Mm. well, especially when you look at Lady Eboshi, for example. I really like her character, and she's genuinely trying to do something good for the humans and the people, Mm -hmm. and she's kind of created, like, equality amongst these women, that she's freed from slavery as Mm. well in order to, like, help them out. And she trusts them so much more than, say, a male general of that time would apparently Mm. trust them. But at the same time, she's kind of got somewhat of greed around her as she's trying to push and push to kind of... She wants you, to gain power so yeah. that she can protect them yeah. from, uh, like, the other samurais that yeah, want exactly. to take over the realm. Yeah, exactly. So it's like she's attempting to do good things but doesn't realise how much of an impact the things she's doing is having as mm. well. So it's it's quite interesting. It's less a matter of greed and more a matter of desperation. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, I mean, this is also uh, during the Muromachi period. So this is where like the whole shogunate system starting to collapse. And they mention mm. it in the actual thing. Mm. So this yeah. is around, I think it was 1300 or 1500, mm. um, which is funnily enough where a lot of like the traditional monogatari's were written, mm. well, just before the 1300s, I should say. But this is when Oda Nobunaga was roaming the land and doing <laughs> things and then getting reincarnated as a dog. Um, <laughs> yeah, we thought that was... Oh, there's, there's like, we haven't had one in a couple of years, actually. But uh, every, a uh, Nobunaga one, yeah. Yeah, Nobunaga reincarnation. Like We, we have had so many Nobunaga animes over the years. Um, but the um, landscapes that were done for this, they actually went on a trip. Mm. So they went out to uh, Yakushima off Kyushu um, nice. and took you know pictures of the ancient forests and landscapes there. And then they went to the mountains of Shirakami Sanchi in northern Honshu as well to get the other sort of looks for it. Um, and you can see there's, there's an art book that was released mm. quite a few years ago, um, which the whole thing is actually online yeah. um, with like all the initial art they came mm. up with that was used for the films and then images of some of the actual kind of um, cells. <laughs> I have oh. this art book. Oh, oh do you? Yeah, I do. Oh, <laughs> it was given to me for my birthday one year. I you should have brought it in for show and tell. Oh, I should have. You should have. <laughs> <laughs> Little picture there. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, no, all good. But, yeah, look, if, if you do want to check out Princess Mononoke, thankfully it's actually very accessible because mm. it's on Netflix worldwide. And if it's not on Netflix in your region, that means you have HBO Max in your region, which will have it instead. Um, and I, I think... I can honestly say if you get the opportunity to go see it in the cinema, mm. it's worth doing. Definitely. Definitely. Like, and you might even get some merch. We got pins. Yeah. Yes, we did get pins. <laughs> it's like a little trophy that says, hey, I watched a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Achievements. I do wonder, how do you think this compares, you know, going seeing it in the cinema mm. to what we've seen with modern anime films? Because Ooh, when we see the, things like yeah. Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero... They're very, uh, I've mentioned this before, but they're very 
more Western style of storytelling, yeah. three arc structure okay. where you have the the lift, the low, then the lift again. It's also kind of different as well because, like, so Princess Mononoke is obviously a um, anime film that doesn't come from a series mm. in comparison to, say, Demon Slayer, yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen that comes out of Jujutsu series. Jujutsu Kaisen so and Demon Slayer are shonen in a way, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it feels like there's, you know, they are continuations, but they're also sort of self-contained stories. Yeah. Uh, I think. Like we said, with Mononoke's world building, you are told mm. a lot about what is going on in the world. There is a lot more implication. So it's allowed to sort of extend itself and sort of tell a different its story in sort of a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. If you're going to compare it to like modern stuff mm. in that kind of a branch. Maybe like Bubble or something is a Netflix anime that came out mm. recently, which... It's definitely not as good as Princess Mononoke. No. <laughs> I think they still have that aspect of world building, but I find that because obviously these films are shorter nowadays because mm. they want to kind of push action after action after action and they don't yeah. want to develop as much around what the actual world is, what the rules are, what's happening here or how they even got here in the first place. And mm. for example, in Bubble, there are a lot of, I guess, questions about how they ended up in this place with bubbles i guess because um just to kind of summarize what the anime is kind of about the film um basically uh there's like an explosion of bubbles that happens in the middle of tokyo and then it kind of creates this weird underworld and nobody knows why Mm. they this little underworld exists and they basically kind of have to cut off tokyo from the rest of the world and people have to leave Mm. but some people ended up in the bubble and some people can go into it but i don't know you never get told if they can go out you never get told kind of you (laughs) 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 you never get told how this has actually happened you know what the main cause of it was but how did that cause happen like what what kind of created this person that caused this, this and things now like the that. Bubble episode. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, no, no. So it's now the bubble and, and yeah. cat episode. That's what it is. And there are like scientists and stuff like that, but they it's like they vaguely try to explain things enough that you don't need any more of an explanation and yeah. they continue on with action and all that kind of well, stuff. Well I mean I that's what comparison. we saw with Bell. And I think this oh, yeah, this yeah. also comes mm. down to like the style of storytelling as well. Yes. Certain certain storytellers are very adept or just want to get to the point. Yeah, yeah. And whereas others want to meander about and sh- give you an actual world to play in. I do mm. feel like as well, though, um, even though Princess Mononoke is obviously quite a long film. Yeah, it's like it's two hours, 20 minutes. Two hours, yeah. 20. That it's like... still, yeah, it's still like, it's continuously interesting. Like yeah. things continuously happen. There it's isn't like is a long break. I even found like Kiki's Delivery Service, which kind of has the same sort of narration style, was a lot more boring because it was a lot more like just slow. There wasn't, yeah. even though they were discussing things and things were happening and the world was being built, <sighs> there wasn't much actually continuously mm. happening within that. There wasn't actually direction. Yeah. Whereas Princess Mononoke has a, a solid line of direction, but other things are happening in the meantime and you kind of explore along the way kind of a thing. Yeah. It's uh, I actually did just uh, <laughs> find a quote. Uh, Miyazaki gave uh, sort of like a foreword at the start of this when it was like first dubbed and released into oh. the West. And uh, he says, With Princess Mononoke, I intentionally threw out all of the rules of entertainment movie making. <laughs> Which is why it will take some time for a true evaluation of this film to emerge. I hope you will all enjoy this ridiculously long two hours and 13 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So even he was aware that, like, he wasn't sticking by the normal kind of uh, paradigms Mm -hmm. and that it was, like, a bloody long movie. I wonder if he's, like, got a director's cut somewhere, which is, like, three and a half hours. Oh, my God, I would watch that. The Zack Snyder cut. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want seven hours of them walking from point A to point B? That's The Hobbit. <laughs> but yes, I now want an animated ver- an anime version of The Hobbit. Thank you very extended much. Extended version of The Hobbit, yeah. Well, I mean, oh, there yeah. is an anime version of Lord of the Rings coming out. <gasps> yeah, there is. Oh, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, did you the, not know about this? The Rohan one is part of Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We'll see. Look, it could be good. Mm. It could be trash. Mm. We will see. Mm. We won't know until it actually arrives. And we haven't actually got anything to go off on it just yet. No. So... I just kind of enjoyed how they handled a lot of parts of this film. Like, Mm. it was cool to see how 
they were introducing the use of uh, guns in particular, like yeah, the evolution yeah. of that during that period. They went mm. and said, look, we've got the traditional Chinese cannons here, mm. the Chinese muskets, if you will, which were like the... Yeah. The, dra- the traditional sort of dragon head steel bits on a pole, which mm. was a pole arm weapon. Mm-hmm. And then the migration to, um, you know, what we were starting to see in um, Europe, which was the musket style mm. thing, the pro- um, you know, single handheld thing with the single shot. So that kind of gives you an idea of when it's meant to be set. That'd be around the yeah. 1450s, um, yeah. which is when that sort of stuff started coming mm-hmm. out. Um, and then can we just talk about the deer god? <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, what, what specifically? It's face. It's weird, weird, weird I face. love it. I, know, right? I mean, the whole thing is that these are supposed to be, like, yeah. these are supposed to be supernatural entities. These are sort of, they are tied to the animal that they represent, but yeah. not quite. Yeah. I just, the, the deer god, it's got, like, what, hawk feet, yeah. deer body, yeah. human face. Yeah. Well, Pokemon X antlers. But also can <laughs> change into the Nightwalker as well. Yeah. So it's got kind of like two different versions mm. of itself. But I just always remember yeah. the... Uh, have you guys seen the AMV Hell gag for it? Uh, which um, one was this again? <laughs> it's the scene where it's... Um, son is feeding him hey, Can I food. help you enjoy this, Snickers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to resist singing that out in the cinema. Oh my God. I know. It's just like, you know... It finishes over chocolate covered mountain tops, and they've got the guy from um, Beck. Beck playing it in the background, <laughs> like they green screened him in. Nice. Um, and then it just goes the world, and it zooms in on the face of <laughs> the deer. The, the, the oh deer. You're like, ah, oh. <laughs> no. That- yeah, I did hear a few people in the cinema giggle when the deer's face was just sort of. <laughs> In yeah. front of the script. There were well, actually I think qu- it's kind of supposed <laughs> to be a little bit like that as yeah. well, it's though, to unnerving. kind of like, yeah. <laughs> there were quite a few laughs in the cinema as well, yeah. which I, I found kind of unexpected. Like, I was oh, like, really? I think I laughed a fair bit as well oh, because yeah. there are some parts that are yeah. like actually supposed to be funny, but I feel like sometimes people that go to see a film like this are like, mm. it's supposed to be serious, yeah, right? Yeah. But, but then it's not all serious. I think it's I not. get what you were saying, Carl. It's like it's surprising to hear, you know, the people reacting and yeah, laughing with surprise, yeah. I think. It which kind of tells me there were a bunch of people there who it was their first time. That, True. or they're just like sitting there going, I'm ready for it. I'm ready, <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. I'm ready to see big, big deer face man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, I, I actually do also like the fact that part of, because this was when he did Nausicaa, mm-hmm. it wasn't, when Miyazaki did Nausicaa, it wasn't underneath Studio Ghibli's brand. Mm. It's always been treated as a Studio Ghibli film, but it yeah. wasn't by Studio Ghibli yeah. at the time. And you've got a lot of similarities between the endings of these two. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. When you look at it. And they both got very similar messages. Um, but I also like the fact that the romance between San and um, Thingo. Uh, Thingo. <laughs> San Thingo. and Thingo. Ashitaka. Ashitaka, thank you. No, it's Thingo. <laughs> Ashi Thingo. Ashi Thingo. <laughs> so Australian just there. <laughs> so the romance between Sen and Ashi Thingo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I liked how it was n- understated. Yeah, it's it, a it, secondary plot point. It was. Well, it like wasn't the main, the main story, yeah. which we're so used to seeing in films now. Mm. It's like, hey, we've got a big, burly action film. Like, I bet you Bullet Train is going to have a romance subplot. Uh. I mean, I don't know with who though, but uh. <laughs> the train. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be interesting. He's <laughs> like, I can't quit you. <laughs> Oh, God. I can't quit riding bullet trains. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like trains. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's like it's what you were saying. It's like they didn't have, you know, the big romantic kiss at the end. Yeah. They didn't, like... Uh, well, I mean, like, the the kiss technically was her feeding him. Yeah. And yeah. it was... I appreciate that, though. Uh, that it was it understated. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, a massive, ooh. Mm. Uh, if it's going to be a romance film, absolutely. But yeah. this is more about... The world that they're in. Yeah, like uh, spoilers. Uh, at the end, they do sort of say that they will uh, live nearby and meet. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's not really explicit that this is like the happily ever after. Yeah, it's simply... it kind of shows it more like they're kindred spirits in a way, yeah. instead of mm-hmm. like being a full blown romance or anything like that. So yeah, yeah. No, it's. I, I also, <laughs> I love the uh, lady who's in charge of all the women at the forge. Yeah, she's so fun. <laughs> oh yeah, she I, is. She 
is so funny as her well. Her character she... design reminds me of someone from one of the other Ghibli films, and I can't okay, put my finger could, on it. You could say that for everyone, though. Like uh, the mm. woman who's selling Ashitaka rice at that little oh, village. Oh, yeah, yeah. She mm. reminds me so much of the woman from uh, Spirited Away, like mm. uh, the girl that's showing Sen around. Oh, okay. This is true. I think she reminds me of uh, someone from Pompoko. I was thinking uh, she's like, ah, uh, uh, what's the girl from Pocoroso? Ah, uh, what's her name? Redhead. Oh, yeah. Main character. But, yeah, I know, we know who you mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's more that like there is a specific uh, character type that just yeah. turns up in Miyazaki's mm. things. And he Theo. Li- yes, Theo, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he just likes these sort of spirited, mm. strong, just sort of outspoken women. And they I really are... like how dynamic they animate them as well. Oh, it's yeah. It's really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's fantastic. And I loved how well they've adapted like the clothing for both mm. the men and the women yeah. because it was very it felt very well steeped in the time that it was meant to be in yeah, like yeah, the for sure. in, in particular Ashikata's um like um thingy coat the hay coat yeah yeah because at the time you you know access to wildlife and furs wasn't necessarily mm. for everyone with how many people there were and how limited wildlife space yeah. was so. And not to mention, it's like they were working with fabrics of a, uh, of a completely different time, so they would be wearing less because, mm-hmm. the, like, in certain summer months, they'd want to actually, you know, breathe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and you see that in Ashitaka's outfit as well. Like, yeah. he has the yeah, sort of the, the uh, shoulder cape yeah. thing, and, like, it's the full bare chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very old school kind of hunter gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, would be a complete miss if I didn't point out that music is, of course, by Joe Hisashi. Yeah, hell yeah, the music and, is incredible. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Frankly, you can just put on any Miyazaki f- music. Yeah. In the back, like any Miyazaki movies soundtrack mm-hmm. in the background of whatever you're doing, and it becomes a hundred times mm. more chill. And I feel zen. Like, yeah, I feel like the soundtrack just really immerses you oh, yeah. in there as well because it's just it just feels so right for the time it's supposed to be set as well. Mm. It's just I think I might look into getting some Ghibli vinyls. Yeah. Hell yeah. That'd be pretty good. Shumi dope to Shop put on. sells them. <gasps> hey Shumi, you're gonna hit you up. <laughs> gonna hit you up real quick. <laughs> Alrighty. But with that, I think we will move on to something a little bit different and talk about the news. But um oh wow, um, <laughs> this is it's very weird whenever you see an audience review and it starts with hello. Oh. Hello, um I grew up to love this movie with all my heart. Oh. <laughs> it's like, hello. Lovely. It's hello. It's great to meet you. I'd like to talk mm. about this movie I've I, been watching. I also forgot how much violence is in this movie oh, as well. Actually, though, before we move on, <laughs> that was a man's head. I was <laughs> like, like just like, every, every Piece of a body just being chopped off at some point. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was like, this was my favourite movie as a child. shoots a guy's arms <laughs> off. It's yeah, great. I know. It's, and then it's his head, beautiful. I'm just kind of a bit like, that's a bit overpowered. But it's, like, it only happens because it. of his curse. That's mm-hmm. the point is the curse also makes him able to just shoot them and it like no matter where he shoots from he can aim at them perfectly and it's to mm-hmm. do with the curse because it only happens when he is using that as his like his draw hand. arm yeah. yeah oh but you see him uh, like as a pretty capable he is kind a pre- of yeah, marksman yeah. so it like start. kind of like I goes it's in more together that he's a capable marksman but the power that the yeah. arm gave him made yeah. it a lot more accurate yeah um, to what he was doing because holy cow like you see people have their <laughs> arms cut off their yeah. legs cut off decapitated you see like a guy ride along after he's been decapitated and then fall yeah. off the horse you but like, then also oh. the people getting blown up with the grenades and everything yeah. as well and it's just there was more human violence than there was animal really yeah which was there, there was plenty of animal the, violence I mean there was plenty of animal violence considering the, the plot of the story but um, I was really I did forget yeah like I went and went we did oh. mention this as well when we were talking mm. about the Akira um, mm. Princess Mononoke double and how Akira was beforehand so yeah. I was like I'm pretty I think Princess Mononoke might be a little more violent like a bit more you you know, mm-hmm. adult maybe because yeah. of the violence, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So you can get that on, um, you can watch it on Netflix or HBO Max. Alternatively, you can rent it on Apple TV, Amazon Prime and YouTube for about three bucks. So plenty of places to catch it. It's uh, it's definitely worth watching if you haven't seen it or actually just watch it anyway. It's mm. like 25 years. It's it's worth celebrating, mm. I think. Tonight on Anime Communicate. Great story. Compelling and rich. Nothing brings ratings up like a little controversy. 
All right, let's start with controversy. Yay. Live okay. action Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Live I mean, actions and reboots and remakes and sequels and prequels. Oh, look. It's Nothing's not- original anymore. Uh, <laughs> except for a McHappy Meal. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Yu Yu Hakusho is getting a live-action Netflix series, and we've had the cast revealed. It's going to debut in December 2023, so we've got a good four, 18 months to go until this actually lands. Mm. Now, this is being adapted by um, the guy who did Alice in Borderland, which is... Uh, it's actually good. Yeah, yeah Kazutaka Sakamoto. I've heard good things about it, but and it's still Netflix. <laughs> it's, uh, well, actually, Alice in Borderland, not, Ride or Die, but... and The Naked Director. All oh, okay. three are really yeah. good. Um, and this is being produced at Robot, so not at mm. Netflix in-house, which says a they lot. Just, they're think the I've... distributor, so their name goes on it. All right. so. I have mm. heard of The Naked Director, or I've met a Naked Director, either one. <laughs> <laughs> um, they did the live-action Assassination Classroom. Oh, um, oh okay. Yeah, they've, got a, they've actually got a pretty big list. The Stand By Me Doramon movies, the animation <laughs> production, uh, one and two. Um, Stray Sheep. Don't know what that is. Um, the live, they've done a lot of live action, and they've also done a lot of. Oh, they did the graphic design for Vexile. Oh, yeah, interesting. Um, and uh, <laughs> they did the publicity copy for Wolf Children. Apparently, okay. that's uh, worth publicity listing. Publicity copy. Yeah, I, I guess that's cool. Basically, like the things they send out to like the cinemas and stuff. Okay, their, like, okay. Copy. Yeah. Um, hmm. Publicity copy for Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Jintama's oh. final movie, uh, Giovanni's Island prologue production for Laru- Naruto, the last movie. So they're oh. good at editing. Yeah, they've done a lot okay. of stuff that I wasn't expecting. So that's all good and well. Our main actor, however, is yeah. Takumi Kitamura, and he's from the live-action Tokyo oh. Revengers and Let Me Eat Your Pancreas. So, all right. Okay. Yeah. So he's also the vocalist and guitarist for the rock band Dish, and he's going to portray oh. the role of Yusuke Urameshi in the series. Yeah, he he looks he looks, he looks the part. Good. Yeah, yeah. He looks I the agree. part. So I'm I'm willing to give him a go for it. I don't um, know. He doesn't have the kind of the Vegeta widow <laughs> pick going on. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I just saw like the short description for that. Um, not uh, PG manga that I showed you earlier, and uh, I'll just get you to look at the last two words there. <laughs> so yeah. yeah um if you want to know what that is uh patreon i guess <laughs> um so look this is going to be interesting to see how it's handled um we were discussing this earlier and i think you said to you for that you think this could be a property that works well mm. considering that it's you know um Man, the cat's gone wild. <laughs> I mean, you Hakusho, that goes back to practically like yeah. early 90s, like 80s it's, even. It's mm-hmm. long enough that having a live action is technically somewhat warranted. Like, you know, having something else to commemorate the fact that it's been so long kind of works in I comparison guess. to doing Death Note three or four times. Like, I think that's just ridiculous and <sighs> unnecessary. And they're doing yep. it again. Yeah, <sighs> um, but because uh, it's also the same people. I'm a daughter again. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's also the same people that did Alice in Borderlands, which I do think is one of the best oh. live actions that we have yeah. gotten recently as I've well. Heard many so. good thing, yeah. Season is 2 is incredible. December, isn't it? Yes, it I can't is. wait. We Woo-hoo! should do an episode on it. Yes. 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 <laughs> Cuz we we talk a lot about live bad actions, but there are good live actions out there. Um good example is Love is War's live action is pretty good. Um right. Koi's live action is apparently really good. Um what was the other one that uh, you and I Grand were, Blue. Grand Blue. Oh. <laughs> it's I live love action that was fantastic. <laughs> Um, we just was, decided to let the cat That in. was an O <laughs> of recognition as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should do a Grand Blue episode. I think Ooh. we chatted about it Should we do a live but... action one? Oh, hell's yes. Ooh. I've only that. read the manga. Oh, really? Oh, the anime's yeah. great. Everyone's okay. got Titan face. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's, he's That's honestly wrong. the best way I can put it. Mm. <laughs> No, the, the, the anime is definitely worth a watch. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, look, Yu Yu Hakusho, um, geez, this came out in 80s, 80s? 90s yeah. now, um, it would have been, um, the manga. And then it was adapted into an anime in the early 90s mm. from memory. Because mm-hmm. Hunter x Hunter was 1994, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah and there's yeah. certain comparisons between the style, like the whole uh, monocolored outfits mm. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's uh, it's a product of its time, so. Yeah. 
I'm intrigued to see what it will be like. Yeah. Mm. But at the same time, I'm not holding my well, breath. Well, Yu Yu Hakusho um, was 1990, 1994 for the um, mm. for the manga, and then Hunter x Hunter followed on directly yeah. afterwards. TV series 92 to 95, two films, two OVAs. Um, yeah. You can apparently watch the whole thing on Funimation, but I don't know if it's over on Crunchyroll yet. So definitely worth... Uh, oh, there was a new OVA in 2018. Whoa, there what? Was? Yeah, it's apparently shipped with the fourth part of the 25th anniversary Blu-ray box set. Aw. I didn't so, hear about cool. that at all. Mm-hmm. So um, it adapted the two-shot bonus chapter from the manga's seventh volume, as well as the manga's penultimate chapter, All or Nothing. What about the ultimate chapter? <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate chapter you must earn. There was also combat. they've done a stage play that ran in 2019. Yes, yes, I do know that. I'm <laughs> so intrigued by this whole culture of I turning. I love Look this stage. That. Yeah, I know it looked incredible. Okay, that looks great. Yeah, honestly, Japanese stage plays have the best posters ever. ever. Like they just look so much better than any of the live actions I they know. do. <laughs> but it's also that there is such a culture of turning, particularly shonens, yeah. into stage plays. Yeah, what like Naruto and everything. That? Bleach I, had a, like yeah. a huge one. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how that works on stage either. I, I mean, bleach. To they see. just drink it. Like, that's, <laughs> like they Naruto go on there and, and throw stuff bleach well, at each though. other. It's great. I remember <laughs> like seeing clips of the bleach one and um, like oh, what's his name? Uh, Uchihara, um, the Quincy. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, he drew like this big sort of LED bow. As sort of like his magical bow thing. It's just like, now that is a prop. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it is. I I want to take that to Supernova. That's interesting. (laughs) Now, let's move on to something also equally old. We are going to talk about Yurisai Yatsura. Oh, wow. um, Because this has... Uh, this is a 1978 to 1987 manga. <laughs> it's got a new series coming out shortly. Um, it's by uh, Rumiko Takahashi, who mm. did uh, Ranma and a Half, mm-hmm. uh, Inuasha, and so on. And this is actually coming out in October now. And they did oh. say it was going to be getting a full year worth. So a full four seasons I'm of anime. still so Crazy. intrigued by this. Like, yeah. are they going to, like, update it to suit the times or...? I do not mm. know. I'm assuming so. Um, it is going to Or is have... it going to be, like, a snapshot of the, like, well, 70s or something? They're apparently going to be adapting the whole thing. Okay. But they're going to cherry-pick the best stories from it. Okay. So, um, and it's going to be... What we do know now is that the first half, first season, is a half-year run. So it's going mm. to be... 25, 26 episodes, non-stop, starting in October yeah. over the Christmas break. Um, and then when they're literally calling that first season, so it's definitely going to be season one, season mm. two. The question is when season two is actually going to arrive. Um, we haven't got anything on that because that's fair. They haven't even started. <laughs> like, Yeah, we've heard. Yeah, I mean, if there was more to hear, we'd probably have heard it. Yeah. Mm. Now A lot of us are paying attention to They've that. announced <laughs> most of the cast already. Um, oh, but okay. I love the fast, the fact that they're like, you know, Hannah, uh, Kana Hanazawa will play Ran, Lum's childhood friend who comes from space and transfers to the to Tomobiki High. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, cool. And then you have a look at her art style and it's this beautiful. Aww. Wow. It's That's really nice. Pink, purple, blue, sort of. Yeah, that sort of like blue outline around the yeah. hair is fascinating. Mm-hmm. So I really I th- like that. I think that like if you've seen the colouring of the characters for the other one, it yeah. does look like anyone who could be from the outer space sections. <laughs> I love oh, how it's just like, okay. the bunny. The bunny. The bunny's definitely from space. Um, this is got- really cool. The way they've done this promotionally <laughs> as well. The images. Yeah. Nice. The, the promotional images have been done really well. All the uh, voice actors are dressed up but as their yeah. characters. Like, see, they are, like. Of course, they have stuck with the original style of the characters, but that also mm. means they've got like the whole full yeah. voluminous 80s hair thing I love going. it. Which but I'm it still so looks like of. so like modern as well. Like in a weird way, just like. This is going to be good. a trip. It looks good. <laughs> I can't wait. Like this is like this is a romance series. It's Rumiko Takahashi. Of course it's romance. Um oh, she writes good romance. She writes good mm. everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like one of my favorite manga mm. So like, you know, it, I'm very excited for this, obviously, because I keep bringing it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to get that um, in October. So that's uh, that's going to be pretty good. Now, uh, on to more romance, because that's me. Um, <laughs> Teasing Master Takagi, the anime film that is coming out, 
it is it opened in June in Japan, and we're going to get it in US theaters in August. So speaking August fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. yeah, it's like speaking of more stuff. Kyle's excited about. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much. Um, now that should hopefully mean because distribution partners haven't been listed. Oh. oh. Yes, a new di- distribution partner has been listed now. Sentai Filmworks. Hey. Oh, okay. So any region which has high dive will likely get a screening, that means. So hopefully we'll get one here. Um, but it does look like it's going to be, it says, select theatres limited run. And it's only mm. two days. I'm so kind I think- of, I'm intrigued to know how they're going to make this as a movie because it's very <laughs> sort of almost sketch comedy kind of bits. Well, if you've watched season three, you'll notice. So season three actually pushed the manga to move mm-hmm. um, uh, and season yeah. three has gone beyond the scope of the manga I think this will be the final chapter and this will mm. be um, I'm hoping will be them getting together you know acknowledging that they do like each other and then a time skip forward to when you know they get married mm. and then the time skip forward to when they've got their kid oh you reckon well, I was I mean, thinking if they do the time skip that would be sort of like the end credits bit well, that's what I mean. Just yeah. beforehand, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. So there'll be something like a big um, sort of moment like we saw at the end of season two with mm. the uh, festival mm-hmm. and then hopefully um, something from there because there's on, you can only really drag out the same joke for so long. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, we, I, I, I mean, you say that, but Kaguya Sama well, no, did it for three seasons. That's it. Well, this has had three seasons. Oh, and yeah, and, and now it's got a movie. Is this sort of like the trend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think this will be really good. Um, mm. And I, I think if you can catch it in the cinemas and you're a fan of um, the series, it's worth going and checking out. It's very cute. Because, yeah, it's going to be good. All right. Now, more, more movies. Yeah. Makoto Shinkai's next film. Yeah. Suzume's Door Locking, which is uh, Suzume no Tojimari. Now, this has had the English subtitle trailer dropped. Um, we did mm. share it on our social media. So cool. It looks it does phenomenal. Look mm. Like, holy cow. I love the character designs. I love the yeah. world designs. I'm very intrigued yeah. by the chair with three legs, which is sentient. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, we have been told... If I had a nickel for all of the sentient chairs we'd seen in animes, I could think of like two at the top of my head. It's happened twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is going to be getting a uh, international screening in mm. early 2023. Um, this will okay. be as big as uh, Your Name yeah. and um, Weathering With You. Mm. Hopefully it does perform better than Weathering With You. I actually really liked Weathering With I You, but Weathering a lot of people well. seem to not enjoy it as much as Your Name. I like the music. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the visuals. Like, holy cow. Um, but uh, this is going to be a big deal next year. Yeah, this is going to be something sure. that we're going to see people cosplaying. We're going to see people... Uh, performing the music for mm. or just obsessing over. I mean, that, that tends to happen with um, Makoto's films. I will like, cosplay as the door. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do it. Be all right. <laughs> um, now, they do have something interesting with this. So the voice actress to, who's going to voice Suzume is 18. It is her first voice acting role in anime and she apparently vied for the role with over 1,700 other applicants in the auditions. Which is crazy to think about for like mm-hmm. a Shinkai movie that's like mm-hmm. a, it's a big deal. It I really f- is. Yeah, I feel like the audition numbers for this are quite high because there are so many prestigious acting schools in Japan as mm. well. And what they usually do at all of these voice acting schools is they obviously put students forward for certain roles. It's usually very small roles and things because... Mm. They want to start their resume, start getting them going mm-hmm. before they graduate and things like that. Yeah. So I feel like this could have been a slightly more open audition than what you would usually see for a large anime film. So obviously any school, any prestigious school would want their name attached to Absolutely. it in some way. Yeah, so you, were, so many uh, people would, you were telling me about the whole yeah. uh, process of how voice actors are basically only hired out of these schools in Japan. Yeah, so like you go f- to a school and then if you're lucky enough to get in, then you start kind of the process and then you go go into an agency that's like affiliated with the school as well and there are barely any kind of freelance you know voice actors out there and it's such a competitive industry that this is basically the clear-cut way to go otherwise they're just not gonna look at you yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. especially because japan likes their paperwork they like to make sure that everything is officially done that you have all the accreditation and stuff to back it up and they also like their voice actors 
to voice act a particular way. Yeah, mm. they do like their paperwork. But it's, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's like I said, it's like for yeah. someone with practically nothing mm. to their IMDb at all. Yeah. Mm. I think uh, she has like a couple of things and she was a Power Ranger she, at one point yeah. as well. Which and is, she's oh, a, really? She, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's a model as well. So she models in her spare time, I guess, or as a Checks secondary out. job. So for her well. to just, you know, enter the industry with yep. a Shinkai movie on her resume, that is huge. Yeah. She must have come from a very notable school as well, I believe, in order to get or such just high like recognition. An in, incredible yeah. performance. Yeah, like you exactly. said, uh, she beat out like yeah. 1,700 yeah. other yeah. applicants. That is. It's, it's mind blowing. So, yeah. Um, I'm impressed. I'm mm. intrigued. She better do good. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure is on. The pressure is on. No pressure, love, but you better be good. <laughs> I'm just sort of picturing it now the open scene happens and she's got like the most smoker's cough voice ever. <laughs> What's this door? What's this mysterious door? <laughs> I'm back from 4,000 years of imprisonment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, she wasn't Rita, but she could be. <laughs> Actually, what would you cast Rita Repulsa as? Wait, what? Take Rita Repulsa's vo- uh, voice. What character would you cast that as? Because you know how, like, I've just had an idea. You know, in, like, the Rumiko Takahashi films, you've always got the short, diminutive old people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? So you've always got, like, the short, old pervert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about, like, a short, old lady pervert with yeah. that voice? That voice? <laughs> it should be the, the slug from Monsters, Inc. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's asking. You yeah. didn't file your paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> For you, that means I will attack you. <laughs> Sending one evil monster at you one by one. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, that, that's how we do it in the business. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, I think we're going to wrap up. Gee, Brain, how long is this wrap-up going to take? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> the same time it does every night. It changes every time, and it was like <laughs> half an hour at one point. What the hell? Oh, no. You're but, listening to Wiki Wi-Fi Radio. No, no. <laughs> yeah, we are not that close yet. But if you do want to do it, you may. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you this time? I, I'm okay. okay. You're okay? Thanks, okay. <laughs> does Liger want to do it? The cat who's snuck into the studio because it's his feeding time? Quite possibly. Um, now... We are next episode. It is the 20th anniversary of Dot Hack. Yes. So, this is one that Aaron's been very keen on. um, And uh, he'll be back with us to talk about it because it's look, Dot Hack is like the precursor to the modern 3D sort of VR anime genre. It's the precursor to Sword Art Online and uh, what was the other one? Like there has, there's always been a lot of like, you know, big mm. isekai animes mm. throughout anime history. But this was the one that really set up the whole video game one, yeah. which became mm-hmm. hugely popular, especially mm. lately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll be digging into that and talking a little bit about the history of dot hack, dot hacks, dot Dot hack show. Hack. Dot hack signs. Dot hack reboot. Hacks. Dot hack many. Yep. It's got video games too, yeah. um, which uh, Aaron is going to be full ball on because I think he's just finished them all. Yeah, yeah. yeah he went back and played them, the original yeah. four <laughs> in preparation. Now, a um, bit of shameless promoting for Tifa. Tifa, you've been over at Smash. I have. You have many YouTube videos. Yes. Well, what's, Smash. what's the count now? At least, at least 12. 12 what? videos. Yeah. yeah. All right, you covered everything. I, I really did. <laughs> yeah. So actually, look, actually, there were things that I missed out on, but I tried. You tried. Oh. Well, look, if, if you are interested in seeing what a anime convention in Australia is like, or if you couldn't go to Smash and wanted to see some of the panels that were done for the Trash Taste Boys, for Sidsnap, Giddick, Anime Man, um, Sea Dog VA, um, I think you even got the After Dark panel, I which did. had um, Kevin Penkin on there as well, which I know one of our Patreons is a very big fan of. Oh. Um, you can go check that out on the uh, uh, BT Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron likes that to say Kennedy, <laughs> Kennedy yeah. um, over on uh, YouTube. Um, we'll have a link in the video description. Oh, um, and you, we've also got to celebrate because you've now hit a thousand subscribers. Congratulations! That makes you yes. eligible to receive the wooden YouTube play button. <laughs> it makes me eligible to the plywood. get like fifty cents per video. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean. These days, that's that's, that's, that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, look, if you are one of our subscribers, go over to Tifa's channel as well. A lot of similar content over there. Thank you. Um, now, 
If you would like to support the channel, subscribe for starters. Mm-hmm. Like we'd, we'd like to have you on board and to share all these goofy things we do. Give um, us Patreon money and we'll give you weird <laughs> stuff in return. Yeah, like us talking... What did we talk about? Thanos? Long Furbies. Long Furbies. <laughs> Last time and... Uh, uh, naked Than- Thanos. Naked Thanos. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> this puts a smile on my face. <laughs> Human teeth? just smile. <laughs> Human teeth, I believe, came mm. up as well. Like uh, old dentures. Mm-hmm. Oh, and... Um, <laughs> the horrifying doll... That was made uh, by Thomas Edison. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That was an interesting one. That was a weird dive. Um, yeah, as you can probably tell, the pre-show isn't necessarily very anime-based. It's kind of whatever we're talking about before we hit the record buttons. But we're... I mean, that doesn't work because we recorded it. <laughs> it's what we talk about before the show, before we get started Before we proper. start putting music behind everything we say yeah. and sounding all professional and stuff. Professional. Professional. Um, we are looking at doing more live streams as well. Um, that's kind of... It's in limbo because we don't really have anywhere we can do it properly at the moment because my house is on the construction and that's where we were going to set it all up and make it look all nice. And I don't know what to play anymore. Among Us isn't even popular anymore. <laughs> um, Actually... Yeah. Let me tell you, when you play Among Us on Twitch, there are a lot of people watching because that's Ooh. when my peak view is coming, is when I'm playing Among Us because nobody else plays it. Oh, okay. So mm. it kind of has the reverse effect because not as many people play it anymore. Are so. we going to have a Among Us stream? Yes, let's Should we do just it. do it? Let's we'll, do it. We'll, we'll, we'll link let's all the audio it. on Discord. Oh, yeah. yeah. Among Us. Oh, it's going to be good times. There's plenty coming up. Um, we've got more videos coming as always, and uh, maybe we'll go eat something. Oh, yes. I like food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did we just... buy you something to eat? Are you hungry? I uh, <laughs> did just try out Cafe Yuma in Yuma. Uh, Victoria Ooh. Park. Expensive. Ooh. And... Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you more soon. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, might, we might have to do a visit. Um, anyway, um, thank you so much for listening. Join the Kawaii community. Head over to our social channels, all that good stuff. Um, we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time, but uh, we'll see you in a week, I guess, on the YouTube if you're over there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that, that's that's the things that we do. Uh, there, there we go. That's how I'm feeling today. Feeling a bit dumb. <laughs> You've been listening to Kawaii Fi, and until next time, watch some anime! anime. Beep boop. <laughs>